It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The 53-man roster still being sorted out. What did Ron Rivera, Martin Mayhew, and Eric Stokes have to say about it all? We'll tell you next on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Let's roll. Our Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Once again, Commanders fans, we welcome you aboard to a new episode of the Locked On Commanders podcast. That's right. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team each and every day. We're your daily podcast. Cover the Washington Commanders like nobody else can. Free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and the WUSA 9 Plus app, your CBS affiliate in Washington, D.C., has a new streaming app that is a game changer for local news and sports in the DMV. Here's what you need to do. Download the WUSA 9 Plus app now from your Roku or Amazon Fire TV stick. We thank you for making us your first listen and or your first view of the day. My partner, David Harrison, still under the weather. He covers the Commanders for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation and Commander Country. I'm Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Medhurst Show on the Team 980. You can find Pete and me there Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time or any time along with this show on the Odyssey app, which is always live, always free, and you can get what you need and want on demand. When we're not there or here, check us out on Twitter. David is at dharrison82. I'm at Russellmania621, and the show And lots of news and lots of tweets on the Commanders, at L.O. Commanders. All right, we start with this. More roster shuffling, like a deck of cards. Think about it that way, right? Every hand, you got to shuffle the deck. Every day, we're going to get some roster moves and some shaking out until next, I believe it's Wednesday, when basically the rosters kind of mostly will be set And then, of course, they could still make a move up until Saturday at 4 o'clock, right before the Jacksonville opener on September the 10th. Uh, It would be that Saturday. Uh, But for the most part, you will see, uh, you know, for the practice week, a non, uh, maybe a slower pace. Let's put it that way. The players are going to be off this weekend, so maybe you'll see less uh, this weekend. Maybe the coaches will take a couple of days off, a day, two, whatever, to recharge. We'll see. But roster moves made on Wednesday. Uh, I was at Command Central in Ashburn, Virginia, for Ron Rivera and Martin Mayhew's press conference. I was not able to get to Eric Stokes' press conference uh, because of timing. Uh, We're going to hear about what they had to say later. But John Bostick is officially coming back to the Washington Commanders. Well, they haven't said that officially, but here's the deal. They've reached an agreement with the veteran linebacker. I talked to multiple sources on this, uh, reported it. So did Stephen Wido of the Associated Press, my good pal. Uh, I think we were the first two uh, on it, and then others quickly confirmed it. But here's the deal. Ron Rivera, as he was leaving his press conference this afternoon, or Wednesday afternoon, I should say, depending on when you're listening to this or watching it, basically was asked by Matt Paris of the Washington Times, hey, 
you know, we, we, we know you have only three linebackers. We'll get to that in a sec. Uh, could John Bostic be one of the uh, new guys? Because Martin Mayhew had earlier said, oh, yeah, you know, it's three for now. We're going to add. So Ron Rivera, like, kind of winked and, like, almost, like, dead gave it away. And then everyone talked to different sources and was able to confirm that. So that's kind of the timeline of what went down in that regard. Now, Bostic's deal should be finalized at some point on Thursday, maybe late morning. Uh, but this was a likely plan all along. The interesting part is they're choosing to go with familiarity, versatility, and knowledge and leadership in the scheme and with the defense over basically someone who has been here and two people actually that have been here because what they did, and this was, again, part of the process and why we always call it an initial 53-man roster, is they cut David Mayo and Deshaun Harris, the Arkansas kid, uh, and young veteran. And Mayo's been around for a while, and he was with them last year, and he played the mic last year down the stretch, and we all thought he was on, and he was initially on. It was a little bit of a surprise that they cut him. Not so much Deshaun Harris. I, I get that. I understand that. But they were both part of the original group. It's almost like, you know, it, it, I mean, now we see it was a temporary placeholder, but interesting how they chose to go – with five linebackers, four corners, cut Danny Johnson and Corn Elder, and essentially plan on cutting Mayo and Dejon Harris, who again was basically held on to for a day, and maybe this is just unfair and bad timing and bad luck, until they had other guys that they won waiver claims on. We'll get to that in a sec. And until they had a deal worked out with Bostic to come back. Now, Bostic was with the New Orleans Saints. This preseason was just let go Tuesday as the cut downs to 53. They have to view Bostic as not only your backup Mike linebacker. He obviously is very familiar with that role from here in Jack Del Rio's system, but also, you know, a insurance policy, not only against Cole Holcomb getting injured, but so that Jamin Davis doesn't have to play the mic, even if something happens to Cole Holcomb. Now, they can't prevent Jamin Davis forever from playing the mic, right? If Bostic and or David uh, and 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 um, um if Bostic goes down and if if uh, something happens to Cole Holcomb, now maybe they can get David Mayo back to the practice squad. We'll have to see what happens. Again, you can have some veterans on there. We'll tell you about the practice squad in just a little bit. Uh, but Bostic, they must view him an upgrade over Mayo based on his experience, based on his snap count, based on how he played in 2020. A lot of people forget how much good football John Bostic played in 2020 for this commander's uh, defense, then the Washington football team. A lot of people forget that. A lot of people very down on him for what happened in the first three-plus games last year before he tore his pec and was out for the year. A lot of Commanders fans very upset on Twitter, and really for no reason. Listen, I understand you want them to spend more money. I understand you want Bobby Wagner. I understand you want A.J. Klein. I understand you want uh, Joe Schobert. What's to say those guys are any better? I mean, Wagner clearly is, but he was way more expensive. And... Oh, by the way, this just in, he didn't want to come here. Why would you come here instead of stolen back home and playing for the Los Angeles Rams if they were going to pay you $50 million over five years? It makes no sense. Who did you want them to bring in instead of John Bostic? You know, some other jabroni that isn't any good. Joe Schobert was just whacked in two weeks by the Denver Broncos. Come on now. 
ease off the gas pedal a little bit. I understand that he didn't play well at the beginning of last year. I got it. He was exposed in pass coverage. I got it. I understand it all. Just ease off the gas pedal. He was much better in 2020. Guys have bad games, bad starts to seasons, and they figure it out. I'm not saying that John Bostick's a difference maker. I'm not saying John Bostick's great. But he knows the system. He's a backup Mike. He prevents Jamin Davis from having to play there immediately until the next, next, next option. And he is a veteran leader who knows what he's doing on the football field. Now, has he lost a step? Yes. Is he the same player he was in 2020? Obviously, no. But maybe, just maybe, healthy now, he can recapture that. He was actually pretty good in the preseason for the New Orleans Saints. All right. Washington also claimed young corners Tariq Castro-Fields from San Francisco and Rashad Wild Goose. That's right. They claimed a dude named Wild Goose. Uh, I've been on a goose chase all day. I've been a silly goose at times, but not a wild goose. No, no, no. This is something special. He was claimed off of waivers from the New York Jets. So Castro-Fields is actually a local product, went to Penn State, uh, he's from Riverdale Baptist in Maryland, uh, again, from PG County uh, and that area. So coming back home, getting a chance, uh, was college teammates with Jahan Dotson. Uh, I know my buddy Scott Abraham had a good interview with Jahan Dotson as well that you can check out on Scott's Twitter. Um, that kind of shed some light on that uh, because, again, they played together, went against each other in practice. So, again, PG County native coming back home. Uh, Martin Mayhew, the GM, said to Reed Castro Fields, they scouted him quite a bit. They had uh, a former uh, teammate of his, Terry Smith, with the old Washington NFL franchise name. Uh, and he coached the corners at Penn State. So he knew with Terry uh, and the familiarity he had with him and coaching, uh, again, Tariq Castro-Fields at Penn State, what type of player, what type of worker he is. Now, Ron Rivera said he's more of an outside corner. Um, then on Castro-Fields, former Washington general manager Scott McLuhan, who I covered and knew well and all the good and all the bad, said on a podcast named 49ers Talk back in the summer, quote, I think their best bang, meaning the 49ers, their best bang for their buck was getting Castro Fields. I think he's going to play, and he's going to play well. Wild Goose, which still makes me laugh, yes, that is his name, Wild Goose can play inside and outside, according to Rivera. Uh, Martin Mayhew spoke to Robert Sala, the Jets head coach and former 49ers defensive coordinator. Uh, he's out of Wisconsin, so he played his college football on a big stage in the Big Ten. So we don't know much more about these guys right now because we haven't seen them, quite honestly, practice uh, as they kind of just get adjusted here. But we'll see what happens. But they replaced Danny Johnson and Cornelder on the active roster, who both were waived on Tuesday at the roster cutdown. We'll give you a status update on them in just a little bit. One of the five tight ends, remember they carried five tight ends uh, on the initial 53, will officially be put on IR. Hadn't happened yet as of this recording Wednesday night, but it'll happen. And that is Curtis Hodges, who has a knee injury. He'll be out. Uh, Ron Rivera said about four to five weeks. He's got to miss a minimum of four. They carried him through simply to put him on the IR so that he could return, because if they did it before the cut down to 53 then he, and then put him on IR, he would be out for the year. So that's why they did that, part of that five-man rotation. Now they have 
four active tight ends, uh, and we'll hear a little bit about Armani Rogers in just a little bit as well. And then there was big injury news on Wednesday as well. Reporters that were at practice, again, in full disclosure, I was not able to make it in time for practice, saw Cam Curl in a shoulder sling on the sidelines, but Ron Rivera would not reveal any information at all. He was asked twice about it, says he won't release anything until next Wednesday. So we'll see what happened with Cam Curl. All right, who made it back to the practice squad? As least as of now, and that is fluid. And other roster shuffling for the commanders coming up. But guys, it's almost the start of the NFL season. You should be well aware of that by now. I'm sure you are. As in, like, next Thursday night, Rams, Buffalo, and then, of course, Sunday, September the 11th, Washington and Jacksonville. If you're into sports betting or fantasy, you need a competitive edge. And if you're into uh, sports betting and fantasy, the place I would highly recommend is the Elias Game Plan app. It's the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, NBA, and Major League Baseball. Elias Game Plan is the only sports app. From the most trusted name in sports stats, the Elias Sports Bureau, of course, the official statisticians of U.S. pro sports leagues, including the NFL. Their app allows you to access team and player stats, head-to-head comparisons, and Elias insights from ESB's research team. The app is really your one-stop shop for player news, league-validated player stats, team records, all sorts of information you need to be a better gambler or a better fantasy player. Expert game analysis, building your fantasy team, and pressing your friends with knowledge that nobody else has. It is perfect for the start of the NFL season, perfect for your draft. Get in now. New features like player injury analysis available all the time. You can take your game to the next level. Elias is the most respected research team in the industry. Quality information is the key, so I'm glad they created this app for accurate data and important context. Plus, you know what? I'm going to brag a little bit. Elias follows your boy on Twitter, at WrestleMania61, which you can too. And you should follow them on Twitter as well, if you're not already doing so, for great information at Elias Sports. So have at it, guys. NFL season right around the corner. Download the Elias Game Plan app today, like I did. And I have a special offer for you. Get a 14-day free trial off of a monthly subscription plan, only if you use the promo code LOCKEDONNFL. Again, that's the Elias Game Plan Sports Betting in the App Store. It's an easy-to-download app. Get it now and use the promo code LOCKEDONNFL. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, back here on the Locked On Commanders Podcast as we motor right along. Long first segment uh, there will make uh, this segment a little bit shorter, or at least our third segment a little bit shorter. we got something coming up for you. Uh-huh. Something that... uh was funny and also annoyed the rooster. That would be uh, this guy talking to you right now or looking at you. Uh, either way, we appreciate you making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and watch of the day. We will have some key highlights and takeaways of what Ron Rivera, Mark Mayhew, and Eric Stokes 
had to say, on Wednesday. All right, the team has confirmed 15 practice squad additions. It's technically 16 with the international player uh, exemption for David Bada. He is part of that 16, but, again, it only counts as 15. So here's the initial 15 back on the practice squad. And again, this is subject to change all the time on a fluid, pretty much everyday basis. Corn Elder. Danny Johnson, both cut from the 53. Hey, guess what? Troy Apke is back. Oh, Kalik Hudson cut on Tuesday as well. Jarrett Patterson, the local product and running back, got back. Alex Erickson, Kyrick McGowan, Farad Gardner, John Toth, Marcon Michelle, Aaron Montero, offensive lineman, Nolan Laufenberg, both offensive linemen, I should say. William Bradley King, defensive end. Again, the aforementioned David Bada. Alex Akingbulu, a offensive tackle. And there you go. That's your list. No player that was released by the Washington Commanders on Tuesday or any time before that. No player was claimed by another team. Kind of interesting, right? Maybe not so interesting. All right. I find it interesting. It's not a great sign, to be quite honestly. You want to cut players that then get claimed by other teams because other teams then are saying basically, hey, Hey, that's a good player, somebody we're really interested in working with. It it doesn't tell you that they're not good players, but you like to see that. I've been taught that by coaches. I've seen it happen. It doesn't happen as much as you'd think to the Washington Commanders and slash whatever their name has been. All right, let's get to this. I asked Ron Rivera how concerned he was about special teams in general. The kickoff return has been awful. Joey Sly has not been good. And they lost to Shazer Everett. Right now, Troy Apke's back on the practice squad. Khalid Hudson, uh, they lost, um, uh, you know, a, a couple of other guys uh, that have played somewhat key roles. Now, of course, they've supplanted them uh, and, and made arrangements, and, and they know. And Ron basically looked at me and said, you know, about the kick return game, he says, I think when you look at who played for us in the preseason, I would say no. It wasn't like we were playing all of our top-line guys, which is true. Had a bunch of players we wanted to look at. The strategy, a little bit different in preseason in terms of the way uh, people present kickoffs to you. Some were short, some were returnable, what have you. But the point is, is they didn't get to the 20-yard line, never mind the 25, which is what you automatically get for a touchback. They get to the 20-yard line like eight times. 20, not the 25. Um, Ron said, am I concerned with it? I'd like to believe not just because of who uh, we're going to play now, meaning the guys that are going to now take shape and work over the next week and a half to get ready for Jacksonville. He said, it's time now for the guys that are your frontline guys. Okay, that's fine. they got to step up. He said, as far as Joey Sly is concerned, hey, look, he did some things that we asked of him last year, which is true. Um, now, even despite missing a field goal and an extra point, he's o." O to start the year, but it didn't sound like he was totally confident in Joey, and he knows that Joey gets amped up, as he admitted last Saturday night uh, in Baltimore, but he said basically that he's not all that concerned, uh, but they'll find out where they are come next Sunday with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'll tell you this, the reason why I asked that question, guys, I'm deathly afraid of the special teams, deathly afraid. Mark it down. You heard it here first. You've seen it here first. I'm telling you, their coverage isn't going to be the same. I worry about that area. Maybe it'll be better than, you know, than I think, but I'm still worried about that area. I'm struggling to really buy into Joey Sly as being the answer at place here. Not to say that Joey's not talented. He is. 
I need consistency. I need no chip missed, uh, missed chip shot field goals. So important, right? And then on top of that, the kickoff return game. Remember, they lost DeAndre Carter, and they really haven't replaced him. Now, we'll see what they choose to do. Will it be Antonio Gibson? Probably not early on. Will it be Alex Erickson lifted game day off the practice squad? We'll see if he hangs around. Will it be Danny Johnson in that role? Again, we'll see. Or will it be Dax Milne doing both punt and kick returns, even though he's never done kick return in an NFL game? We will see. But I am worried about that particular uh, position. Martin Mayhew on the new corners. He mentioned that Mr. Wild Goose was drafted by Buffalo, which is true. That was a little over a year ago. He was on the practice squad, wound up with the Jets. He said he talked to uh, Robert Sala, the Jets head coach, and Joe Douglas, their GM, actually earlier today. And they spoke very highly of Wild Goose as a person. Uh, they hated to lose him. They were going to apparently ask, uh, add him to the practice squad, but they did cut him. Uh, but he has inside and outside versatility, as Mayhew uh, confirmed what Ron Rivera said. Very competitive, speed, athleticism, a very high ceiling, six foot, 200 pounds, ran a 4-3 at the Combine. Mentioned again he knew his position coach, which we talked to you uh, about good football IQ and all that. Uh, played 46 games at Penn State, so very experienced in that regard uh, for Wild Goose. And, you know, um, I mean, listen, uh, oh, actually, I'm sorry, that was about um, that was about the other corner, my bad. Uh, you know, he was kind of combining the answer uh, there because Wild Goose played uh, at Wisconsin. So, you know, again, just kind of giving you a little bit of the lay of the land on two new additions at corner. It is kind of confusing that you talked all offseason about communication and consistency and being there for the OTAs, and then you go and cut two guys including a veteran like Elder, and bring in two new guys that haven't been here. And they admitted that they've got to catch up on communication and get them out on the practice field. That's not going to be easy to do because they're giving the players the next three and a half days off, basically, uh, for practices. Now, they'll have four practices next week, one on Monday, day off on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We'll see what happens. In that regard, um, Eric Stokes, real quickly on Amani Rogers. Now, Eric Stokes is kind of, you know, in charge of o- overseeing both scouting departments, pro and college. Uh, he mentioned, you know, because he was a three-year player that they initially saw him uh, at UNLV as a quarterback. We know that. Uh, and he kind of like had a Cam Newton look to him in terms of his stature and his eyes. Now, Let's not get that excited. But we know that he's made this transition to tight end. The East-West Shrine game was a big game for him out in Las Vegas. Uh, they talked about how much they know of him, um, you know, and, 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 and the transition that other guys have made on this team, Logan Thomas. They also mentioned, hey, look, Richard Sherman went from uh, being a receiver at Stanford to being an elite corner, and he was. I, I remember interviewing Richard Sherman in his final year at Stanford and going into the draft. Um, so that part is true, but Eric Stokes very high on Armani Rogers, and obviously he is now the fourth of four tight ends being carried through by the Washington Commanders. All right, coming up next, guys, we put a bow on this particular episode with a funny little inside story. I hope you find it funny, uh, but it's part of what makes me weird is the best way I'll say it. That's next on the Locked On Commanders podcast. But first, guys, we tell you about this, a very serious topic. You know, we talk about football. It's serious, but it's not life. And it's not driving behind a vehicle when you're stoned. 
That's right. If you've been hitting up the funny stuff, not so funny. Are you one of those people that think it's okay to drive stoned? Well, if you are, you might be saying, well, what's the worst that can happen? You end up driving a little bit below the speed limit, little bob and weave action. No big deal, right? Except you could wind up into a tree. You could wind up going off the side of the road. The truth is your reaction times slow way down when you're high. And if you make a mistake, you're not going to be able, in all likelihood, to correct or maybe you overcorrect it. You not only put yourself in danger, but also everyone around you. Talk about a buzzkill. Who wants that? Right? Stop kidding yourself. It's not okay to drive high, guy. It's, it's just not. It's not okay to drive drunk. It's not okay to drive high. If you've been using marijuana, and we know it is legal in a lot of places, So it's easier than ever. If you've been using marijuana in any form, please do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you're going to drive different. Drive high and get a DUI. TurboTax experts make your moves count. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast. And this Locked On podcast is brought to you by TurboTax. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts will make sure that they count for you. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? Well, that's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That is a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? That quite literally would be a move. Or maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house. Or you switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or maybe you just rode the stock market to the moon and back. Any of those things that you did or any other moves that you made, TurboTax experts make all your moves count getting you every credit and every deduction you deserve, filing with 100% accuracy and getting you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax today. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guaranteed details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. All right, so we brought you the meat and potatoes of the episode in terms of the roster shuffling and tried to give you as much information on the two new corners and the linebackers and so on and so forth. We will have more to come uh, in the ensuing days uh, for you here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. But we'll try and end with a somewhat funny note. So for those of you that don't know or remember, um, one of the things that I thought really bothered me during the Jay Gruden era was a lax locker room, a locker room that quite honestly didn't work as hard as maybe I thought they should. And others in the building thought they should as well. And they would have a ping pong table and every day, like a bunch of players would be playing ping pong. Now, yes, it's in their locker room. No, it's not in the film room, uh, what have you. But the first thing that Ron Rivera did upon taking over as head coach and basically Grand Poobah of symbolic nature was get rid of the ping pong table. That's the first thing he did. The first thing he did. He didn't buy it. He didn't believe in it. He didn't want it. He got rid of it. Okay? The reason why I had spoken out about this and it became this big joke, the Washington Post wrote about it. Um, you know, they talked about it forever on the radio. The reason why is because I thought guys weren't working as hard as they could while in the building. I understand camaraderie. You can have camaraderie outside of the building, too. You can go out to dinner with guys. You can play video games with guys. You can do all sorts of fun things with guys. Don't do anything stupid, but you can have fun. You don't need a ping pong table in the locker room. Rest, recover, shower, get dressed, do what you got to do, be in your playbook, whatever it takes. Don't be in the locker room for all I care. Be Bury yourself in the playbook. 
Talk to a coach. Talk to another teammate about football. You're only there like eight hours a day anyway, guys. You can play ping pong in your own time. So I spoke out about it and became this big deal, and a lot of fans ruffled uh, and thought I was being ridiculous, and a lot of people thought, hey, you know what? Guy's making a point, and we understand what Chris is trying to present. Again, not a big deal, but what have you. But Ron Rivera got rid of it immediately, and it hadn't returned as far as we know. But what has happened in the time that reporters have not been allowed in the locker room between now and then, because we haven't been in since 2019, is my fellow colleagues in the media found that they now have a cornhole set up in the Washington Commander's locker room. Okay. I mean, listen. Again, I'm not trying to be a jerk. Maybe I don't quite get it. You can bond elsewhere. To me, the locker room, of course, is their haven. But it's also a place that reporters have to work. It's kind of disrespectful, quite honestly, to reporters. That's my opinion. But that neither said nor, you know, whatever. Like, I look at it as this team is not good enough. This team does not execute at a high enough level, and you see it consistently. Every game, every day, every week, this team does not execute at a high enough level to just be relaxing, chilling, and doing all sorts of fun things while in the building. Again, you have 16 hours a day to do that outside of the building. You can do whatever you want. Go out to dinner. You can bond with your teammates. You can go watch movies. You can play video games. You can listen to music. You can draw whatever you want. You don't have to play beanbag toss or cornhole in the locker room. It's kind of silly, to be honest with you. It's not that big of a deal, but I'm surprised Ron kind of allowed it to happen for a team that does not execute at a high enough level, hasn't earned it, haven't earned it on the field, I truly believe that players have it easier now than ever in terms of all the work rules and the CBA and all that stuff. They're there way less, and it's more about what you do when you're there as opposed to what you do elsewhere. And if you're there and you're horsing around and playing around while it's bonding and while it's fun and while it's relaxing, it's also a distraction, and it's also something that I don't think is necessary. Now, a bunch of you are going to be saying, screaming, get off my lawn, old man. You're right. I'm an old man. I'm almost 49 years old. Here's what I want. Win first. Then you can have beanbag tosses. You can have cornhole. You can have music. You can have ping pongs. You can have shuffleboard. You can have darts. You can have whatever the hell you want. You want an arcade in there? Fine. Win. Play well first. Let's try that. Play well first. Take your job ultra, ultra seriously. Some of you take it ultra seriously. Some, not everybody. Take your job ultra seriously before we play games in the locker room. And that's how I'll end this particular episode of the Locked On Commanders podcast. I'm sure plenty of people will be upset, but I am what I am. I'm nothing if I'm not honest. Thanks again for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and view of the day now. Go check out... 
for your second listen and view the ultimate pro football preview 2022. It's an eight episode extravaganza to get you ready for the, uh, for the NFL football season. The local uh, experts of the Locked On Podcast Network plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Vets all combining into one ultimate NFL preview. Search for ultimate pro football preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. We'll be back with another episode after the welcome home luncheon for the commanders and more right here. You can join us as well. 301-615-3577 or locked on Washington commanders at gmail.com. Hopefully we'll get David Harrison back and hopefully he's feeling better. I'm Chris Russell. If you're out and about, please be safe. Don't be a silly goose or a wild goose or on a goose chase. That kind of, wraps up our show. I can't do any more corniness than that. But thank you for joining us right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.